Hey, this is Tim McKernan, and I am here with Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and I have been a longtime Design Air client. What separates you guys from everybody else? It's becoming more common for companies to just get their foot in the door. They try to come up with different ways to upsell. They try to see how much they can make off of a customer as opposed to, hey, we're in there to do a service. We're going to do it well. We're going to do it for a fair price. I don't know how many emails I have received from our listeners who experienced the incredible customer service Design Air Heating and Cooling provides. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen and my law firm Brown and Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown and Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. App. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. Put our golf where our mouths are. Now. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. I actually thought I've never heard this when I searched it. I thought it was the Mad About You. With great song. Paul Ryan. Helen <laughs> <laughs> Hunt, I believe, as well. Which came first, the theme song and the song? I think that's the song. It's 80s. Mark McGuire is on uh, that show, is he not? That used to be the big lineup on NBC Thursdays. What like, was on the lineup? I think Seinfeld, Seinfeld was on there. Frazier may be on Friends? there. Friends was on that. Well, that's a yeah, heavy hitter. Six to eight, nine p.m. Because there was a mm-hmm. documentary on Disney Plus about the '90s and about that particular. There's a documentary time. on Netflix now about We Are the World, Doug. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It's been 40 years since yeah. they recorded that. And they got the biggest pop stars in the all together in America all there at the same time. Yeah, now that I think back on that, I go, yeah, how the hell did they get? But they were all in, I guess, Los Angeles for the American Music Awards. Yeah, and they didn't sense. want Madonna, and she was brokenhearted. Really? And Prince was supposed to go, but then he no-showed. So they let Sheila E., who was one of Prince's, you know, proteges, I guess. That's pretty big power here. play when they have an event like that, and you say, I'm going to blow it off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Sheila, he was in there. Dan Aykroyd happened to be around. That's yeah, why he's did, in there. How did he get in there? Eddie Murphy was invited, but he, he was recording Party all the time, and so he uh, he passed on it and regrets it to this day because he actually can sing. Dan Aykroyd, I don't know. Yeah, you can see if you're Madonna how you got snubbed and Dan Aykroyd got in there. You might be a little upset. They're like, Madonna can't sing, and they wanted a prominent female voice for that one portion. She of can't the song. sing? Couldn't sing like Cindy Lauper, so they chose Cindy Lauper oh. and it broke it. Maybe some people didn't like her. I don't know. She had just rolled around on the stage at the Video Music Awards and uh, played Hey Diddle Diddle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was a good song. Good time. I'd like to see that. Uh, so a, mem- a number of the, the stars from We Are the World are going to join us next week. Are they? Which ones? The studio. Michael Jackson. Still working on that? <laughs> working on it. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on vacation. Leggy well, revolutionized come in. producing, so maybe he can make that happen. He did. Revolutionized it. <laughs> revolutionized. That's pretty much just calling someone, right? It's not. You that, be on a yeah. sports talk show. Oh, 
I can't imagine like having to produce now with as many shows as there oh, are. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? You know, and the, most of these guys at this point get paid. You know, that's the only way you could do it. Otherwise, you'd spend your entire day doing interviews on podcasts and radio shows all over America, and it would be a headache. But if they each gave you a hundred bucks, you'd say, "Sure, line them up. Right. I'll sit here and on my couch, and that'll be how I make my living." That's not a bad gig. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, we what should. What can we talk about? Nothing. Belinda Carlisle. Cuckolding. <laughs> you think that topic comes up on a lot of other shows? God, that'd be great. Joining us now from St. Louis, Doug Vaughn. He is our cuckolding expert. And Doug, this situation with the Real Housewives. Well, are we talking about a porn cuck or a regular cuck? We need to define it. We still haven't. So you put the interviewer, mm -hmm. you make sure they're prepared right. right away. Yes. We still haven't got our master's in cuckolding yet, so I don't know if we've Well, we're close. We have some sort of degree. Feels like we're getting our Honorary doctorate at this point. Out, you know? uh, guys, Larry David was on the Today Show this morning. Why has he looked like he's 60 for 20 years? Thanks. That's from Mud Puppy. I saw that, and he, like, fought Elmo. That's it. it was popping up in my Twitter tweets feed. I suppose once you go gray and have lost your hair, you're going to look pretty much the same the rest Steve of your life. Steve Martin. Well, he hadn't lost his hair, but he's been gray since the 70s, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was prematurely gray. God, but was he in his 20s when he was gray? He might have been. He might have been. Yeah, so you're not going to, and especially if it falls out, your look's not going to change a whole lot. No. Unless you gain a lot of weight, I guess. What How old is Larry David? He's got to be. I'm going to go 73. What do you think? I would, want that? I would have thought a little older, maybe just because he looks older. He looks so old. And he's been around 76. forever. 76. been around forever. Now it's over. 76. All right. Uh, yeah, the final season starts this Sunday. Mel Brooks still living? He's still around, isn't he? He's yeah. close to 100, I think. I didn't realize how funny he was. He had a Sunday morning... Him and Rob Mel Reiner, Brooks I guess, 97. were... Yeah. I think him and Rob Reiner were, like, childhood friends. Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. Sorry about yeah. that. Uh, Rob's father, and they were recording crap all the way up until, like, the day before Carl Reiner died. Yeah. yeah. They had a huge piece, like, a month ago on Sunday morning, which is one of the best programs out there, if you're not mm -hmm. watching it. And I didn't really know how funny he was. I heard the name. I mean, it kind of predates me. Man, he had some bangers. He was funny as hell. And oh, every is, comedian yeah. that was hitting back then brought up Mel Brooks and the guy. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is surprising to me. You're talking about the grades. That yeah, he was a writer. He wasn't really a stand-up comedian. No, no, but he was a writer and producer and an actor. Very witty too. Because oh yeah, yeah. was Great. he well known before Blazing Saddles? I think he was known. Didn't he even? I think he may have even written uh, Get Smart. Remember that show with Don mm -hmm. Adams? I think that was him. He, he and Buck Henry. Is he? Is he with? Is he with who? Oh, he's still alive. Okay, Mel, I'm looking yeah. up Mel Brooks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's still alive. Mm hmm. Yeah. He was great. He was still, during the interview, he was still upbeat and on point. Like, yeah. he was. When you hit 97, sometimes you can. He's got to be one of the oldest living celebrities. Who's the oldest living celebrity right now? Betty White died, right? Yeah. It uh, might be him. Kirk Douglas finally died, didn't he? Yeah, Kirk He's Douglas. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke's still kicking, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. He got they had a big close to, uh, nice play. It's a nice yeah. play. He's 97, too. Yeah. They had a big uh, salute to him on TV a, a month or so ago, and he was there, and gosh, he still looks he's, like he's 60-something. He's still dancing. Like, he's still <laughs> dancing, still moving around. Yeah, doing so great. all of his hair, too. Yeah. 
just doing great. Okay, so Iris Apfel is 102. Well, we have to have known them, at least. Yeah, I get it. Jack Raider is 102. He was in Missing in Action. Met Larry David in the hotel lobby in Boston. Got a pick. Nice guy. Saw John Hamm, Danny McBride, Wee Man, and rode the elevator with Kate Hudson. Suck on that one, Cheeto. That's Gosh. from Flocky this morning. Yeah. Wow. Humble brag. Difference is I interview a lot of these people and know them. You just ran into them to a hotel. Joyce Randolph. She's well-known, and she's 100. What did she do? She was in the silent movies. She was in The Honeymooners, Jackie Gleason. Joyce Randolph? Dick Van Dyke, 98. Ooh, okay. I don't know that name at all. Thanks for listening. Uh-oh. Was that at me? Yeah, yes, think, it was. I think Plowsy mentioned Dick Van Dyke. Oh, my apologies. Sorry. What are you listening hey, I, to back there? I don't know if you can know. see her. I remember her. KJ Noto, what are you listening to? Uh, didn't she play... Nothing. Uh, <laughs> Apparently nothing. Yeah, didn't she play uh, Ed Norton's wife? Dick Van Dyke. No. Joyce Randall. I, I don't know. Plowsy showed me her picture. I don't, I don't remember her at all. Mm-hmm. She was in... Not the Gilded Age. She was in one of the shows. Golden like, Age? Golden Age. Thank you. Yeah, she's great. I think Dick Van Dyke's the most notable. Probably. Probably. We, we're killing this segment, by the way. We really like, are. When I was we're looking that up, I was like, man, this uh, is the top of our game. Yeah, I talked about uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey's podcast, which I watched last night. Surprisingly, I watched damn near all of it. Talked about that uh, scene with Justin Tucker before the game. You thought maybe they would be joking about it? Kelsey's pretty hot about the whole thing. Take a listen to this. We'll start off with pregame. Everybody talked about it. Everybody had videos <laughs> on it. I love how I'm getting painted as the bad guy. I had multiple people text me in the game, what's Travis doing? And I'm like, dude, you guys have no idea. Justin Tucker is uh, warming up, and there's an exchange between you and him. There was also an exchange between Pat and Tucker. We do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field. Specialists, because of like the win factor, they get a chance to kick at both field goals. But it's always, if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, stay out of their way. That is the unreal. Rule. You don't interfere with what they have going on. If you want to be a f- dick about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your f- <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up. Eyes are looking left and they got a helmet down by their feet. If you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. It's actually kind of dangerous. I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. He knew what he was doing. I get it. But me and Pat, we just weren't in a joking mood. So Justin... Sorry if we took it to a level that you didn't think it'd get to that play, but if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can one-up you every time, dude. Tucker's known for this. I mean, he's a legendary kicker. and It's definitely unwritten that you stay out of the way of the other team when they're trying to utilize the field. You find a way to work on the other side of the field when it makes sense. I'm against the Greek. I don't like him, Tim. You don't like I don't like him. Why? Kelsey Who don't you like? The Kelsey brother. Oh, really? Is right? I'm not a big fan. Justin Tucker is known as like one of the greatest human beings in football. Like he's a 15-year veteran. Everybody has respect for him. And the two buffoons just absolutely <laughs> drag and trash him. <laughs> By the way, there are plenty of photos during that time to where the chief kicker was kicking peacefully down on the other end. And the Ravens allowed him to do that and kind of, you know, made sure their offense was five yards ahead so he could do the practices to paint Justin Tucker at this evil human being because these guys are total 
meatheads. I, I, I don't I, think I'm that's what they were it. doing, though. I think they were saying that it's a mind game thing that they do it just. To, he does it just to tilt them. I don't think they were saying like he's okay. a bad then guy. Then that makes more sense. I'm gonna say like he's a really nice guy. What they do to his helmet? <laughs> they threw it. They threw. They threw his little kickstand. Oh really? <laughs> just trying to practice. Yeah. You know, the greatest kicker of all time, point-wise. And then Tucker just was sitting there stretching out, looking right at him, just laughing. <laughs> he probably is the greatest kicker of all time. Yeah, point, I, I think I, he I has. I saying that, actually. Yeah. yeah. He got against Uwe Von Schaumann. Guys, Mahomes did an interview and said he's only had three times when there's been an issue with a kicker, and all three have been in Baltimore. <laughs> That's from the Lake St. Louis Island boy. Well, how, how big an issue is it, really? <sighs> I'm ready to see them get housed and humbled. <laughs> I am ready for that fan base to be humbled. God, they had a 28-year-old absolute Hall of Famer already. It's going to be hard for them to be humbled anytime soon, but I would love for them to be bad at some point and really see that fan base turn. Did, did they talk at all about um, the personal foul on Van Noot? I did not see that if they did talk about it. That I'd, I'd be interested probably, to see how they goaded him into that and started laughing in his face. I think they did about 90 minutes or so, and I probably watched an hour and 10 Is minutes. Is that a daily thing or a weekly thing? Weekly. Yeah, I mean, it's killing it. They have more than 2 million subscribers. It's the most downloaded podcast and sports. I mean, obviously, the Taylor Swift things contributed to it. But, uh, you know, up at the cap. And when I was watching it last night, it was like at a million views. You know what they're doing? They're striking while the iron's hot. Yeah, their name is, uh, I mean, it's there couldn't be a hotter commodities right now. Mm-hmm. Crystal City Clamhammer says Jason Kelsey's going to be the president someday. Are we doomed well, then? Could I'm be. sorry, but, like, not everybody is ready to be president. Yes, care. apparently they care. are. I don't care if he's really good at blocking. I, Doesn't I think matter we, anymore. You don't have to have much of a background. Yeah, The Rock is could be it's popularity next. contest now. <laughs> Taylor Swift could run for president right now and probably win. Probably, probably. she would win by a landslide. Yeah. Although most of her fans aren't voting age. Is she 35? I'm talking about her fans. I know like she'd 12. have to be 35 at least. I think she's almost. She's probably 32, 33. And then she's not eligible. Apology. I saw I don't know, maybe Monday or Tuesday. That I think back in 2016, because she never talked politics, never. And in 2016, she did a campaign to get out the vote. Oh, I said, are you talking about the video in? And 45,000 people two days later signed up to vote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She has a following that I've never seen. I know we've seen it with Michael Jackson. I wasn't really, I was a little kid then, and Elvis obviously wasn't around. I've never seen this. Yeah. It's an absolute fandom. It is, yeah. Yes. President, she probably wouldn't want that. Think about the money uh, she loves. Thirty-five this fall, Doug. She's worth almost a billion. Yeah. If I'm that at thirty-five, I'm disappearing from the earth. You will never hear from me. Well, I'm sure she's See having me. a great time. How could you I'm live s- a more fun life than what she's doing now? If you love what you do, absolutely. I just, I wouldn't like that spotlight on me all the time with thousands of people outside no, my I apartment wouldn't. every morning. Have to have a security guard with me at every turn. I just dep- the privacy aspect that would. But the people, piss me the off. people that get there, the people that are comfortable and want to be on stage singing, they love the spotlight. Oh Can't yeah, and wait for the spotlight. What you making thirty million a show? Like, yeah, a sh- just actors and actresses in general. Yeah, if you didn't love the spotlight, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't be any good at well, it. Well, Dick Van Dyke wouldn't be running around at ninety-seven, still dancing his ass off like a pro. If yeah, he didn't love they enjoy it. it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you would have to really embrace that in order to be good at it. Otherwise, you'd be nervous out of your mind, and I'd hate you wouldn't want to do it. I know it's not a lot of money for her, but it's a lot of money for the people that worked up there. But. Uh, after the game in Baltimore, after she's leaving, she tipped all the people who worked in the suite 100 bucks each. There she. Nice. 
She just seems like a very nice, down-to-earth person. Mm -hmm. Doesn't let fame get to her. Elvis was kind of like that, where he would meet somebody and go buy him a car or something. There's stories like that all over. You can give your stories and a question that gets you $50 by having it selected for Balloon Party's Deep Dive. 314-881-TMA5. It's Jeff Lottman, Compass Realty, text inbox, design air, heating, and cooling email today coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, and then me and Marshy Marsh will be doing Balloon Party from 10 to 11. And KG and O-Town and I will be doing QFTA at some point this afternoon on the YouTube channel and the Tim McKernan Show podcast feed. Uh, let me tell the audience about Illinois Recovery Center sponsor of Doug's Suspension Logule. Discover the path to lasting recovery and renewal at Illinois Recovery Center, where compassionate support meets personalized care for your unique journey. Embarking on the path of recovery is a profound journey of breaking free from the chains of addiction and actively building resilience. It's about tapping into the inherent strength within, acknowledging the battles faced, and emerging victorious over adversity. In this transformative process, Individuals unleash the power of their recovery, realizing that each step taken, each challenge overcome, contributes to a stronger, more resilient self. The IRC builds the unwavering determination to thrive beyond the shadows of the past. Please call 888-472-9559. That's 888-472-9559. Or visit Illinois Recovery Center. Dot com. Jackson is vacationing in the Hamptons, but he has something to say with regard to Circa. Hey everyone, it's Action Jackson here to talk to you about Circa Sports. Circa Sports has a very big special going on for the big game. That's right, squares are back. We got the Chiefs taking on the Niners. Who do you like? Where do you think the game's going to go? Well, you can bet on it with Circa and the Circa Squares competition. Everyone who has played squares knows the pain of pulling terrible numbers. With Circa Squares, instead of randomly pulling numbers, choose your square and choose which numbers you get. With a minimum bet of $1 and a maximum payout of $100,000, it's easier than ever. That's right, you heard me. You didn't mishear that. A minimum bet of $1 with a chance of a maximum payout of $100,000 with the Circa Squares competition. Bill. Download the Circa Sports app and place your Circa Squares bets anywhere in Illinois. For more information, visit circasports.com. There you go. Do you want to support the EDF Group as a sponsor of Doug's Hot Take Mitts? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF Group at fire at theedfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at theedfgroup.com. The EDF Group is hired and will prevent your facility from having high fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the EDF Group. Dot com. Send your questions in for QFTA. KG and O-Town making an appearance today. Are you nervous about it? No, I'm excited. Fired up. All right. What if we get erotic stories and all of a sudden you find yourself hard? <clears throat> My waist down is not on YouTube, so I think that'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Team recurring at Inside us. Is that a factor? You got to think about it. Well, okay. Come At least God. you're prepared. Sound like an ass. Plus, you do the tuck thing up, up, under the waistband. That solves that. Yeah, I can't do that. I like to tuck down in between the gooch and the thigh. Oh. The, tuck, the tuck up, it's too sensitive underneath. So with that waistband just wrapped around, can't do it. Might have to try that. Almost like a Chinese finger lock, though. Oh. Asian American. Can you oh, watch yeah, a lot God. of podcasts, right? Uh, I do. 
You ever seen the Calm Down podcast with Aaron Andrews? I see it in my TikTok feed oftentimes with Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews. Uh, she's bashing the Taylor Swift haters. <clears throat> I don't know. You ever, she Good posts, story, though. Well, I mean, okay. we're talking Taylor Swift and Tim watches podcasts. We're talking I see about if you ever tucking. Oh, God. Okay, I can't talk about tucking, so I don't know. Okay. She say anything about tucking in the podcast? What did she say? No, tucking she, or otherwise? She's just saying, what's wrong with young girls watching football? Calm down, you haters. And that's fine. I agree with her, but the podcast is just... I can't tell you how many pictures that she has posted of her hugging players. Who are we talking about now? Aaron Andrews. Really? I think that is over the line as a somebody who works... For a network that covers the NFL, you mm -hmm. get done interviewing a player and you hug them? Well, the hug is kind of taking the place of a handshake nowadays. I see lots of people hugging when once we would have shaken hands. But I agree with you. As a reporter, you're not supposed to be I've seen at least hug, hugging mates with the people you're covering. Yeah, I've seen eight pictures at least this year of her in, doing an interview after the game and then hugging the player. Mm -hmm. And she just posts the picture of, love this guy, what a great interview, and then her hugging the guy. Well, no, I know where you're coming from, but I think I think people see her more as a personality now, as rather than a hardcore reporter. Who is a hardcore sports journalist in 2024? Uh, is Armin Katayan still around? He was kind of one. What about Bob? Oh man, I met Bob Lee. Tom Rinaldi. Yeah, he's more of a reporter than he's she a, is. I feel like he's more of a feature guy. You know. Yeah, see what Armin Katayan's doing. I don't even know. I had him on the podcast when he had his Tiger book. That was a great book. And I you know, like Tom Rinaldi kind of falling off. You notice how you mentioned all guys? <laughs> he's a sideline reporter, isn't Rinaldi right now? I think well, he is now. Yeah, yeah, he, is. he does he's other dropped. things. Yeah. He's on yeah, the Fox he... broadcast. He's on the other sideline from Aaron Andrews. He's done a lot of things. He does a lot of golf now with a lot of the interviews afterwards. And mm -hmm. I don't really know what he's doing now, what Armin Katayan I'm talking about here. Maybe he retired. Yeah, is that HBO show still on with Brian Gumbel? Yeah, that we had their last episode in December. That's yeah, a shame. I don't know yeah. how serious that comment was. I enjoyed that show. Great peace, Armin. Great peace, Armin. Okay, and act... he's taking notes at the end. Let me act like I'm writing something down. Great peace, Armin. Great peace, Armin. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you didn't like that either. <laughs> no, I wasn't a big fan of his. Deep dive for balloon party suggestion. Is it appropriate to receive oral from radio listeners? That's from the Hunchback of Owen Castle. Doug, that's a, that's a, is that worth $50? <laughs> I'm not a journalist. I was talking about somebody who was a journalist. Who's I don't know what we're talking. I don't even know what the question's in reference to. Uh, I said Aaron Andrews shouldn't hug, but I had oral from a listener. What's the deal? Oh. I didn't connect all the pieces. Oh, I did, because that's the only thing I can think of. But is she a journalist, or is she just a sportscaster? Well, a reporter. I don't know that she's even a reporter. Who? Like like the guys in the the guys in the booth calling Aaron? a game. Are, are they journalists? I don't know. Is anybody a journalist <laughs> anymore? That was essentially my yeah. question, and we couldn't come yeah. up with anybody. No. I mean, I think communications and journalism are the same thing when you're going to college for it. They're, they're TV people. 
they're sportscasters and their personalities and yeah. I don't expect whatever Aaron the title Andrews is. If you get done interviewing with somebody, you shouldn't say great games and then give them a big hug. I think it's unprofessional. You're the ultimate pro. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm not in their I'm not in their shoes. You're also not a girl, so you're not going to hug the guys. All right. Well, how about if I, you know, the women's U.S. soccer team was here for a friendly, and I go in after the game and I uh, interview Mia Hamm. Yeah. Thanks, Mia, and I give her a big hug. You'd get punched. I'd be fired. Yes. All right. Yeah, it works a little different, That's my especially point. when you're a star of her magnitude. The rules are a little different at the top. That's my rank point. has its privileges. R H I P. They say in the military. It doesn't offend me. I'm just I don't think I think it's wrong. I think it's a double-edged sword where yeah. if a guy did that, they're out of a job, and a girl does it, it's cute. No, no. That's true. That's just the way it is. I wouldn't let it bug you. Bruce Hornsby in the range. Tupac sampled that, right? I don't know who sampled it. Yeah, a good friend of Tony's. That's right. That's correct. The, the Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bruce Hornsby. Yeah. Well, he he probably never batting practice. I bet he knew Tupac too. He knew everybody. Yeah, <laughs> especially at the, and, uh, the Oakland connections. Yeah, got our benefit come up. We got Lane Boozler gonna join us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Tony. I really do. Well, he's here 300 days of the year. Huh. I just miss him. He was a good guy. Mm-hmm. He is a good guy, but yeah, he a completely different kind of away from the camera, yeah. away from the game. Yeah, because away people, from the ballpark. The people that just saw his post game interviews must have thought, "What a prickly, ornery guy he is!" And he just wasn't at all, yes. unless he just lost a game, uh, yeah. and then he behaved like yep. he was a ten year old. He just lost his first little league game. He had a great sense of humor. He was dry witted, and I remember mm-hmm. after he got to meet the, the manager of Los Lonely Boys. Who was in town? He said, "You know, can you get me in the game?" I said, "Yeah, I can get you down on the field." He goes, "I'd like to meet Tony." So I said, "Tony, hey, Los Lonely Boys." He goes, "Yeah, familiar with the heaven." I said, "Their manager is going to be in town with his kid. He wanted to meet you." Yeah, bring him down. So I remember they gave me—he gave me a bunch of stuff to give to Tony afterwards. He had some CDs and stuff, and so I went back in his office for the game. I said, "Here, they wanted me to give you this." Yeah, I'm going to listen to that tonight. Now I gotta go figure out how to beat these dicks. <laughs> and they were playing the Cubs. Mm. I gotta go figure out how to beat these dicks. He did remain intense right to the end. And oh, I guess that's how he lasted so long. Because if you weren't, they would move on from you and find somebody else. Because it would be easy after a couple thousand wins and World Series and millions of dollars in the bank to, to kind of coast, put it on put it in neutral. But he didn't he never did that. Oh, great. This story again. Oh, yeah. Well, hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Doug, that is uh, Connie Lasseter. Yeah, for the people who <laughs> just tuned in and hadn't heard that story before, guess what? You got to hear it for the first time. Uh, nice. Connie Lasseter and Greg Pickle, they share an account. Oh, you guys still together? <laughs> I can't find either of you. And the LaRusso Los Only Boys story. <laughs> the 15th time I've heard this one. That's from Hoosier Daddy. Los Only Boys gives me a bingo. The 636. They're playing bingo? Yeah, did you not see the bingo card at the very beginning of the show? Learn is the free space. Learn is the free space. Uh, you guys should save this for email. You might win. Uh, I met Bruce Hornsby in the green seats the day Big Mac hit 70. Suck on that one, Cheeto. That's from Flocky the Smurf. Well, I interviewed him and then got pulled away by Larusa. Oh, come on, we got a game to go here. I said, what is he? He's not playing. You argued with Tony, did you? I asked him. I said, is he playing? 
the spring training. Yeah. I had to get permission from LaRusso to interview Roger Horn or Bruce Hornsby. And he goes, Yeah, a couple minutes, a couple minutes only. So, and we had him for like ten minutes. He goes, Hey, hey, you got a game. So <laughs> Was he were the Hornsby's related? Rogers and I Bruce? think he was. I really? think he was a distant I think I remember reading as a distant cousin. No, you don't hear that name very often. Yeah. Spider fingers, Doug. That's what the deadheads called them. The Rajah was the greatest second baseman of all time. Yeah, I think it's without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Where'd Honus Wagner play shortstop or second? Short, shortstop. You look at some of Rogers Hornsby's records, numbers, you go, oh, my God. He's the last National League guy to hit 400, I think. He hit 400 like three times. Morning, guys. Checking in on the single ticket to Troy versus Mizzou basketball practice session that was, quote, on the way last time I checked with Gangster Pete on January 3rd, 2019. Thanks. That's from Little Jack. Oh, okay. I'll check your mail today. Maybe it came late. It could well have. It's five years. I mean, the game's probably come and gone. Could Many of the players have probably <laughs> moved on to other careers. Probably in the dead mail bin. Go check it out. I'll take Troy Moneyline. You like Troy ML? I like Sekman High School against Mizzou at this point. Hmm. Bounce back here. <laughs> uh, it's been brought to my attention that Jen is back in the YouTube chat and all hell is breaking loose. I, she is active, I will say that. Is Doug still skeptical, she asks. Yeah, send a pic. Yeah, I'm always skeptical. I don't, I don't believe anybody anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Call in, Jen. We got a couple minutes. Yeah, she won't call in. All right, Shruzy here. Yeah, send a pic, Jen. We can always believe pics. No. You hold up two fingers, say hi, and we know it's you. <laughs> Becky Weinberger was like one more pick away from like owning like a Mercedes from one of these guys. Mm. So I don't think pics are, are doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling Email of the Day! KG at O-Town, I mean, you were in charge of filtering today. This is kind of a big responsibility because I just read. Yeah, I got the filtered file going. You should be oh, good, good to go. All right, because okay. I see some names are in the filtered file who I normally don't see. Yeah. It was a, right. a small batch. But I'm saying right. there's names that normally don't make the cut. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. New ones, good. We need new blood. To whom it may concern. We received an email from a concerned listener of your show that a member of your dais wearing khaki waders was tricked into giving a handy for entrance into the lake yesterday. Though we do have a security guard, he is not on duty during winter months. Gilbert is a homeless tweaker from the neighboring Parker Lake. If you're not familiar with Parker Lake, imagine four blocks north of the arch, but with the sweet smell of ammonia and red phosphorus with daily lab explosions. During winter months, Gilbert tricks people into giving him handies for illegal entrance into our lake and or E-P-H-E-D-R-I-N-E tablets. Can you spell? Ephedrine. Thank you. Ephedrine. We have been trying to catch Gilbert for the last couple of years now, but you know how fast those fellows can run when they're on the juice. Please advise the member of your days to quit accepting handies for entry into our lake. We will press charges if necessary. That's from the old Appleton stepdad, Lake Perry administrator. Old Appleton stepdad, Lake Perry administrator. He's new. Doug, how do we explain something that took us by surprise? Promises in vain, love that is real but in disguise. What happens now? Do we break another rule, let our lovers play the fool? I don't know how to stop feeling this way. Hold on to my ass. Hold on to oh. my brown butt. <laughs> no! Well, who said that? 
8.30 Recreator. 8.30 Recreator has been suspended. He's been suspended a period of two days' time. His name, even as we speak, is going into the Illinois Recovery Center suspension log. Is that a Richard Marks song? I believe so. Number of friends are making their way into the competition today. <laughs> yeah, this is oh, the last time Tim's out. Recreator this, this had is an like email Tim's out. We just let anything happen. Just the zoo. Plowsy's Journal, January 31. Me an Illini fan, he a Mizzou fan. Me a twink, he an otter. Me cut, he cut, obvi. Did they notice when he put his hand on my shoulder on today's show? Did they notice my camp tent being pitched? Do they know that JB and I have gone to the bathroom adjacent each morning at 6 a.m. and he pours that brine down my back as I sit reverse cowgirl on the toilet and that he makes me guess what he drank last night by the odor? Do they know that I sometimes glance behind and see what he's clearly allowed some finasteride in his ground squirrel because that bush is thick? Mm, <laughs> but tell him good squirrel. luck. That's from the lefty reliever Danish Reyes. Lefty reliever. Number of friends. In Man, these Danish guys are left on the Reyes. cutting room floor every week. How? guys are heavy hitters. Well, for the reason Tim just read, yeah, that's why. pretty bad. <laughs> I like it, though. Kind of a shake-up. <laughs> I did something today I don't like to do. I listened to the show mm-hmm. and glad I did. Poetry in motion. That's the only way to describe Tim's performance. But this email, us about the time... <laughs> Us about the first time I became a bend-over lover. No. The first guy, the first all-guy Mizzou Merrimack Community College Valentine's Day mixer. Uncle Skip's drinking buddy Tony showed me how to pick up the really hot guys. Ignore them. It'll drive them crazy. And when you get them alone, which you will, follow my script word for word. Don't tell him how handsome he is. He's here all the time. I gave it a whirl in a dark corner of Harpo's. I really like your new pocket protector. I've never seen khakis quite that color. I am fascinated by run differentials. Later at closing time, he asked me for a kiss, and then I laid down the hammer. Oh. I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong impression, but I'm just not into you. Well, that did it. He got angry. The blood rushed to his head, both of them, and proceeded to give me a violent poop shoot pounding. Oh! It's from Harry Socks. Harry Socks. Another first time Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. I don't know. That one got you creeping up the rankings. More coming in by the moment, Cage. You know, Ted, you got to stay on this filtered file. Well, the cage is open. It is. Brian Henson's actively writing them in, I see. More than anything, TMA is a teaching program, constantly providing valuable lessons. Mm -hmm. Today, I learned that you can say the word butthole in HD2. I've been writing emails for the past three years, but I've always avoided that word. I prefer to say dirt star, something classy like chocolate nozzle. Oh, I've never used the word butthole in my correspondence because I thought it was off limits. The term brown eye has a fancier ring to it, but sometimes plain language would suffice. Maybe the word butthole could actually paint a clearer picture. February 1st, 2024 shall henceforth be known as Liberation Day because that's the day I found out the word butthole is fair game. Now I can say things like, Wayne, a poor yet well-built welder from Webster Groves, treated my butthole like a stubborn drain that needed unclogging as he rooted around my hole with his bare hands. Before, I would have said something like, he worshipped at my brown altar before tongue-bathing my backside. But now I can say something simple, like he sniffed my butthole with cautious curiosity like a dog meeting another dog on the sidewalk before finally digging his taste buds into the colon proper with the ferocity of a competitive eater. Stop it. Thank you, TMA. I'll never forget this day. It's from the JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. 
Cooper, Worldwide Technology sponsorship still going through after this uh, one. Yeah. I hope Swoops is decent. He's doubtful. Iggy's cooking show came back with a vengeance last night on Instagram, co-hosted by Chrissy Runner Girl. If you didn't get through the entire 38-minute presentation, here are some of the highlights. Right off the bat, Iggy pitches this as a concept that he'd like to run on the TMA socials as long as Hubbard makes money. Iggy doesn't need to make money. Coming from a guy who earlier in the week begged people to buy cameo cuck videos for Valentine's Day. At the 6.30 mark, Iggy explains that Chrissy has been his lady friend for years, but he's never banged her. Not that he hasn't tried. Ten minutes in, Iggy makes Chrissy a bourbon, and Chrissy shows off Iggy's liquor collection before pivoting to his dildo and butt plug collection prominently displayed in his living room. Iggy offered to let Chrissy take one home, but Chrissy declined. At the 16-minute mark, Chrissy said it was getting hot in here, and Iggy twice suggested she take her clothes off. <laughs> Again, Chrissy declined, electing instead to head to the living room to peruse Iggy's vinyl collection, which mm. included Frank Sinatra. Aha, take on me, and some live wishbone ash. Around 21 minutes in, they head to the patio where Iggy shames his immigrant neighbors for not having license plates or paying personal property taxes, which is ironic as Iggy doesn't pay personal property taxes on his mungan-ass loan draft four. I pay my personal property tax still. Do you still? When you pay it off? <laughs> then a divorced neighbor wandered over to discuss Game of Thrones. <laughs> Hell show. <laughs> Iggy introduced his friend Chrissy and mentioned they used to have sex. At the end, Iggy again says he'll do it every week if Iggy gets sponsored. <laughs> I can't see any reason why the Hubbard sales staff or prospective sponsors wouldn't want to be associated with a cooking show where Iggy flirts with his female co-host, invites her to strip, lies about their sexual history, and shows off his dildo and butt plug collection. Mm. That's from Buck Swope. Buck Swope with a nice little email this morning. And finally, hello, the morning after radio show. I got a targeted ad for some Facebook page you guys apparently have and wanted to check in to see how me and my wife get access to your Facebook website. You see, Tilly and I are what some would call creatures of habit. We have very specific hobbies and interests. So we felt like our almighty God with her infinite love really shone her light on us when we found a Facebook website specifically tailored to our exact favorite things. Number one, an olive skinned gentleman with a Vianney haircut taking photos of himself in front of Levi Stadium. <laughs> Number two, dozens of videos and old articles about the Grateful Dead journey around 3.30 in the morning <laughs> with exactly zero interactions. Number three, a post asking perfect strangers to donate to a Venmo fund run by a burner account name in order to send a homeless guy a DNA test for some reason, which is really neither funny or entertaining. In fact, it's just kind of sad. I'm with you. And we love this kind of stuff. And then the Grateful Dead guy responds half a dozen times asking how he can send a check to Venmo. <laughs> And finally, number four, a couple mindless articles a day about some absurd oddity in which a middle-aged pregnant stay-at-home Kirkwood adds a knee-slapping caption, Doug. Anyways, thanks bunches for being exactly what we've been looking for. That's from Gus and Tilly Grundlehort. Who is it? Yeah. Gus and Tilly Grundlehort. And that's what we have for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. The question now is, who gets the first win in the month of February? Uh, well, nice to hear some different names. But uh, I'm going to go with the old standby guy who's been on a heater, a fellow by the name of Swope, Buck Swope. Thought that was the best. Uh, yeah, Swope's was the best until Gus and uh, 
Grundlehort came through, so I'm gonna go Gus and. I still go with Buck Swope. I still go with Buck Swope. Congratulations! I mean, I thought they were both very good on many days. Each would win, but not not this day. Not not tonight. Not today. Tonight, you skate with them. Tonight, you boys are the best hockey team in the world. Kurt Russell, miracle, 2004. Mm -hmm. Great movie. Again. Years. That's right. You better and Herb it. Brooks died right before the movie That's came out. That's right. He mm-hmm. did. Car wreck. Yeah, I remember that. All right, uh, I'm going to go down the hallway and work with Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse for the Plowhawk, for KG and O-Town, in for the vacationing Jackson Burkett, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Owen Bonham, to McKernan, the spin, the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.